If you like Rogan and Rodney, be sure to check out Petros and Money. Hear them live weekdays at 3 on AM 570 LA Sports or podcast their show on the iHeartRadio app by searching Petros and Money. AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, let's go. Fred Rogan on AM570, LA Sports. So two big events tonight, one in town, one on the road. I'm at the one on the road. I'm here in Phoenix getting ready for game five of the Clippers series against the Suns, a game where if the Suns win, this place is going to explode. It is going to go insane. Funny story. So we're staying where we stayed last time, which is right across the street from the from the hotel. I mean, from the uh, stadium. And our photographer, Alex Vasquez, because we shot some stuff for our late news, and I went up to my room. He says, you know, the Sparks are staying at this hotel. I said, oh, really? Yeah, they were in town to play the Phoenix Mercury yesterday. I didn't know. He goes, yeah. By the way, it's right across the street from the hotel. So maybe I should have known that the Sparks were in town. I didn't know. And he says, uh, the PR guy, I just ran into him in the hall. I said, oh, well, how's he doing? He said, well, he's kind of upset. I said, why is that? He said, well, he thought we traveled here to cover them. He saw our van out in front, and it's marked, NBC, Los Angeles, and Telemundo. He thought we had come to cover the Sparks. He said, I explained to him that we were here to cover the Clippers, and the guy just walked away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't know the Sparks were here. I'm sorry I didn't know they were staying at the hotel. If I had, by the way, I would have talked to Derek Fisher and got his take on the series. So if you were wondering, the Sparks were here yesterday taking on the Phoenix Mercury. They left this morning. Ask me the score. I'll give you the answer. I don't know. I I don't know. My apologies. I don't know. But I'm sure it was a great game. Anyway, this place is going to go nuts tonight if the Suns win. It's a great basketball town. It's a great sports town. The Phoenix Suns were the first professional team in this marketplace. Because when I moved here back in the old days, there were the Phoenix Giants. They were the PCL Phoenix Giants, the farm team of the Giants. And the Western Hockey League Phoenix Roadrunners. And they played at the Coliseum, the Madhouse on McDowell. That's where the Suns were born, at the Coliseum on the Madhouse on McDowell. Uh, eventually, they moved across this downtown, a little bit down. And uh, they're now Talking Stick Arena. So people are ready. And they're pretty excited. There'll be a college atmosphere at the game tonight. If you go to one of these games, you realize, the second one of the Suns scores, a place erupts. I don't care if it's a foul shot. I don't care if it's a layup. I don't care if it's a jump shot. People lose their mind. So it'll be a real fun atmosphere, and it'll be very depressed if the Suns don't beat the Clippers tonight. But what's interesting about that, and if you've seen the games, you probably know this, the Clippers are down 3-1 to one without Kawhi Leonard, who is not playing tonight. The Clippers could easy, easily be up 3-1 to one without Kawhi Leonard, who was not playing tonight. Yet the Paul George game where he missed the foul shots. All right, that hurt. That stung, and Phoenix grabbed one. Saturday... The Clippers were in it. They were in it. And you're thinking, my God, they're going to even this thing up. They've got a real shot here. Then they go ice cold. They missed 10 straight shots from the field. And Paul George missed another free throw. Turned out to be critical. 
and Phoenix was able to wrestle another one away. So the Clippers were in this. They are in this. They just don't have the juice to put it away at the end. And that's what's happened to them. So when it's all said and done, and if they win tonight, we will continue on. But if not, here's really the question. Do you go, that's a great effort. You got to the Western Conference Finals. You did it. Have they increased their footprint in the market? Eh, negligibly. Not an awful lot. But to be fair, there are people that are starting starting to acknowledge they exist. And if you're a Clipper fan, you go, ah, that's garbage. It's not garbage. It's really not. When you live in Los Angeles and you have so many options and so many things to do, people don't often notice what you do. Because it's important to you doesn't mean it's important to somebody else. So I will say, yeah, people are starting to acknowledge, okay, well, that is the other. Okay, the Clippers, yeah, that's the other team. They're all right. Oh, they're in the playoffs. That's great. So they're starting to acknowledge it now. Have they increased their footprint? Mm-mm. Maybe a teeny-weeny bit. But they need to win a couple of titles here. And look at it like this. Are you going to congratulate them on getting this far without Kawhi Leonard? And they should be congratulated. Or are you going to take this approach? They could have won this thing. They could have won the whole thing, even without Kawhi Leonard. They could have won it. These games are really close, really close. And they don't have the Clippers, their best player. And the Suns are in a fight every game, which is lucky for the Suns. Again, no LeBron, no AD, really. Okay, well, they beat the Lakers. Jamal Murray's out for Denver. Well, they beat the Nuggets. No Kawhi Leonard. And it looks like they're going to beat the Clippers. You know, you you can't, it's attrition, it happens, it's life, it's the unexpected, you don't know what's going to go, but the Suns could easily win this thing now, I don't know if they beat Giannis, but could easily win this thing in a year where everybody got hurt, and they really didn't. And the return of Chris Paul, what does that meant? They're slower. They're slower now. You want Chris Paul playing if you're a Clipper fan. You want him in the lineup. They're a different team when he's playing. This is good for the Clippers. But we'll see what happens tonight. The city is getting ready. There's going to be quite a celebration. I don't think they're going to light anything on fire. I'm not thinking they're going to take the L.A. approach. And remember, if you're going to celebrate, if that's what you choose to do, and some do, and you want to start lighting things on fire, I always say the same thing. Please light your own house on fire. Don't damage somebody else's property. If you're going to celebrate, if you got to light things on fire, if you got to destroy things, just go to your house and destroy that. Then you'll get it all out of your system. You destroy your own stuff and nobody else's. Don't know if we'll see that tonight, but I do know the city is getting ready. Uh, and as for what happened in Saturday's game, where the officials chose not to review a play at the end of the game, and given what had happened in the game here in Phoenix, where they reviewed everything, they looked at everything. Somebody sneezed, they had to review it. And made sure who said, God bless you. They were not messing around with the reviews. They didn't review it. And the ball went to Phoenix. The review would have shown it was the Clippers ball. Okay. I look at it like this, and I heard what Colin had to say. And he had Raja Bell on the show today. Let's just do the same thing. Maybe that game here, the league called and said, guys, this is absurd. You can't review everything. You just can't do that, so let them play. Well, if we're going to let them play, let them play. But if you have review and it's available to you, 
and you have the opportunity to use it, I got I think you use it. I know that's that's not the overly popular opinion, but if it's available and we saw it in the game here, how many times they went to it, if you got it and it's a big moment at the end of the game, you gotta use it. You only use it in the NBA, according to Zach Zarba, who was the crew chief, if the officials are concerned, if they if they're not sure. If there seems to be some doubt in their mind. He said, there was no doubt in our mind. That's from the league office. That wasn't Zach Zarba. That's the league office telling him, ease back, ease off. The way it played wasn't the way we wanted it to play, so don't go to it. I'm telling you, I think you go to it. I think you use it when it's available to you. We'll see how they call the game tonight. The crew chief is David Guthrie. He's a veteran official. He's done many playoff games and some of the finals. So we'll see. Courtney Kirkland is in that crew tonight. I think Pat Frather is in the crew tonight. So we'll see what they decide to do uh, if that situation presents itself. And we'll also see if somehow, some way, the Clippers can remain alive. So that's one of the big stories here in town tonight. The Clippers playing the Suns. I would suggest to you listening now, you're probably going, that's great. That, that's, that's good news. That's really neat. That's cool. But the Dodgers-Giants are your story of the night. The Dodgers, after knocking off the Cubs, the Dodgers starting to hit the ball again. Cody Bellinger with a two-out walk-off on Saturday. A home run yesterday. Zach McKinstry, a grand slam yesterday. So now Dodger fans are starting to look their chops and say, okay, here we come. We're back now. Here we come. All is good. Mookie Betts is heating up. So we just went through this rough patch, and now we're ready to go. Easy. Easy. You know, in life, if you go to a therapist, they tell you something. Live your life in the middle. Don't get too up. Don't get too down. Don't. It's not a roller coaster. Your life is not a roller coaster. Your life is nice and easy right down the middle. The highs are good. The lows, we can deal with. And we just move forward. I think that's where you need to be with the Dodgers right now. It's good. They're starting to play better. They're starting to hit the ball. Remember... They always hit garbage pitching well. Remember that. In every series you watch, do not forget, they always hit garbage pitching well. That's how they make their living. That's where they feast. The famine comes against good pitching. Now, the Giants tonight, the hated ones, as Vic would coin them, they're having a hell of a year, a year nobody expected. And quite honestly, we're more than halfway through a year that I don't expect to continue. This is a good run for them. But let's be serious. They're old. They're really not banged up. And they're the Giants. This is a hodgepodge team that Farhan somehow constructed, and it's playing well. It's too soon to give them a lot of credit. They're hanging in. I think they've got a two-game lead. So it's too soon to sit here and go, well... This is everything. No, the reason the series tonight is big, folks, is, is one reason. Besides, it's, you know, the hated Giants. It's a division matchup. That's why. Every game is a two-game swing. Dodgers win, two-game swing. They sweep them, four-game swing. That's why it's big. That's the only reason it's big tonight. Uh, if you were out at the stadium over the weekend, you do know people are pretty psyched. There's that feeling of enthusiasm again. There's that feeling of excitement again. Uh, The fans are back into it. 
and how fickle we can become where we sit there and boo one day and then we're, we lose our mind. We're so excited the next. Uh, it's good to see Mookie Betts heating up. And as Mookie goes, really, the Dodgers will go. He's hitting. Things are better. There's reason for optimism. Kevin, what do you think tonight is the biggest event involving our Los Angeles teams? Do you think it's the Dodgers against the Giants, or do you think it's the Clippers on the brink of elimination in the NBA playoffs? I'll tell you what it should be. It should be the Clippers on the brink of finding a way to stay alive in the Western Conference Finals, somewhere they've never been before. I know Dodgers-Giants is huge, and it's a big rivalry, and it's meaningful because both teams are good, and it's been a long period of time. I probably have to think back to 2004 when both the Dodgers and Giants were actually relevant and in a, to a certain degree of a playoff race. And it's too early to talk about that now. We're still in June. But to answer your question, I would much rather say the Clippers is a much bigger deal at this point in time than the Dodgers playing against the Giants, even though I know it's a major rival. Yeah, I agree. I think the Clipper game is the big event tonight. That's why I'm here Down in by, Phoenix. Do you, do you think, and you're big into ratings, Fred, do you think it's going to be reflected as that when we come back tomorrow? Um... I think it'll be close. Okay. I think it'll be close because what the Clippers are doing, and it, it, it's the old argument, and I love it. When the Kings used to win the Stanley Cup, you'd hear this argument all the time. Oh, my God. Now everybody's on the bandwagon. Everybody's jumping on. So that's where you were. You're not a real fan because you're just getting on right now. If you were a real fan, you'd know everything about this team. So you don't really count. Here's why it might be close. Dodgers will win ratings-wise. But here's why it might be close. In Los Angeles, the only thing people look for is what's interesting or exciting. It makes us shallow. It doesn't make us shallow. It doesn't make us uppity. It's just life. When you live in a place like L.A. and there's so much to do, so many different options, so many things that on a weekend you could be enjoying, a lot of things don't catch your attention. They don't, they don't captivate you. They don't grab your emotion. If you're a team in L.A. and you don't win and you don't have a storied history like the Dodgers and the Lakers, you really don't capture anybody's attention. I'm sorry if you're a Clipper fan. That's the truth. So when you see ratings expand in the playoffs, what you're basically seeing here is for the first time, people are starting to take notice. When the Kings won the Stanley Cup and all of a sudden you had all these people rooting for the Kings, what was that? Oh, people just realized they were there. They just took notice. It doesn't matter how many years the franchise exists. It doesn't mean a lot of people notice them. Diehards do. And that's kind of what you'll see with the Clippers now. There are no bandwagon fans jumping on. So if you're a Clipper fan, don't sit here and think, well... These guys are just interested because they're winning. No, it's the first time they even knew they existed. They didn't even know. We know. We do it for a living. You know how many people live in Los Angeles? Walk down the street. Ask people about the Clippers. I guarantee you, they'll have no clue. Well, you're wrong. You're asking the wrong people. No, I'm asking all the people. Because it's all the people that comprise the ratings. It's all the people that generate interest. Years ago, the Philadelphia 76ers were playing, and this is how I learned this. They were in the NBA Finals. This is like 100 years ago. And uh, I walked down the street, because the ratings were okay, they weren't great. So I just walked down the street one day to what we used to call the NBC Test Lab, which I think was Albertsons. 
down the street from our station in Burbank. I'd walk down there, and I would just do man on the street stuff. I remember I asked somebody, uh, who is Moses Malone? Who's Moses Malone? Just walked up to him and asked. A biblical figure from the Bible, Moses. I didn't realize his last name was Malone. Honest to God. They weren't kidding around. That's who they thought Moses Malone is. Who is Maurice Cheeks? Who is Maurice Cheeks? Mo Cheeks. He's a proctologist on Wilshire Boulevard. Cheeks. Proctology. That is what these people told me. And they were being dead serious. They had no idea who these people were. Who's Dr. J? Dr. J? He's an internist. An internist. Dr. J. They had no idea. And then you could make the argument, well, you know, you asked the wrong people. Well, that woman obviously wouldn't know because she looks like she's in her 60s. But she's a human breathing being. She would know if it was that all-encompassing. If I asked her who the president was, she'd know. Well, you can't ask him. He doesn't look like he was born here. Well, how many people are not born here? They're all people here. And I think that's where the Clippers are right now. Yeah, people are starting maybe to take notice. No disrespect to them. Since Steve Ballmer has bought the team, he rode in on a white horse, and he has done an incredible job. He's rebuilt the culture. He's invested heavily. He's put together a competitive product. He has done everything right. He would have done it more right if this franchise had been in Seattle because people absolutely would have taken notice. But you would never sell beachfront beachfront property in Malibu to move to Seattle. And if you have a team here in Los Angeles, it's worth an awful lot of money. Did you see the story over the weekend where two of the Dodger owners, uh, Mark Walter and Todd Bowie, bought into the Lakers? Phil Anschutz owns uh, owned 27% of the Lakers. He owns Staples Center. He owns the Kings. He owns the Galaxy. And he's a real estate guy and a railroad guy. That's where he made his money. And there was some family money as well. He owned 27% of the Lakers. Okay, once the Lakers signed their long-term deal to stay at Staples Center, he said, I'll sell my portion. Two guys from the Dodgers bought it, right? Mark Walter, principal, owner. And uh, Todd Bowie, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Both huge investors in the Dodgers, the Guggenheim guys. Uh, for a $1.3 billion, 27% of the Lakers is worth $1.3 billion. Okay, now why would they do that? Why would you buy 27% for that kind of money? Here's why. Because in Los Angeles, the two brands of record are the Dodgers and the Lakers. And down the road, the way you and I consume our media and watch our games is going to change. It's already changed dramatically. Look, if you want to see the Dodgers, you have to watch them on cable. And Spectrum pays the Dodgers an enormous amount of money, a license fee. And the reason they did that is so that people would keep Spectrum cable. Spectrum cable pays the Lakers an enormous amount of money, a huge license fee. Why did they do that? So people would keep Spectrum cable. It's really the way you can watch. And now, since Spectrum controls the rights and AT&T has it, everybody's making money. That's why Spectrum did what they did, and they bought those rights for years to come. When NBC signed its latest Olympic deal, 
and we have the games till like, I don't know, 2036 or something. In that deal, it was written that NBC controls the rights on whatever platform or medium people are watching. You may not even be watching TV the way you do. When the Lakers and Dodgers deals are up, their cable deals, you may not even be watching that way. It may be all streaming. There may be another technology we don't even know about yet. So the two guys that own the Dodgers wanted that piece of the Lakers because that's how you're going to generate money. What does that all mean? To tie it back into the Clippers, what does it all mean? Those brands are interesting. Those brands sell. Those brands are dominant. Those brands are going to make money. For the Clippers, for people to start to realize they exist, it's an awfully long process. So you cannot begrudge people that start watching the Clippers now. If you're a diehard fan, you can't do it. It's not smart. Because if they are starting to watch, and Kevin is right, any playoff game should beat any regular season game in interest. It just should. It won't tonight. It'll be close, but it won't. If people are starting to take notice now, it's because they believe for the first time they're interesting. You don't waste your time on anything. I assure you, you do not waste time. You don't have time to waste. Your time is precious. You're not going to invest it in something that doesn't interest you. You're not going to invest it in something that doesn't entertain you. You have your family, you have your job, you have your responsibilities, you have your friends. You don't have time to waste. So if people are now starting, now starting to take notice of the Clippers, it's because for the first time in their minds, there's something to see. They're interesting. And if in fact they're interesting, do not hold that against anyone that for the first time is going, hell, I didn't even know they existed. Oh, this is this is fun. Okay, I'm going to keep an eye on it. Well, after all that, of course, we have to talk about the Dodgers next. <laughs> David Vassell will jump on and we'll set the scene for the big series tonight against the Giants. Later on in the hour, we're going to play a little Know Your Squad. When we give you the cue to call, you dial it up. First caller, doesn't matter who it is. Kevin's going to pick up the phone, and you're going on the air to play. All right, later on this hour, I think we're going to play Know Your Squad today. Okay, so we'll give you the cue to call. You jump in, put you on the air, see if you can knock it out of the park today. Well, CBS, okay, CBS Sports, Kevin, just released this list. I just saw it about the uh, rankings of NFL coaches. Yeah. Sean McVay's number five. I can buy that. Okay. I mean, the only people ahead of him, really, when you look at this list, are uh, Belichick, Sean McDermott of the Bills, Sean Payton of the Saints. Apparently, you have to be named Sean to be in the top five. Uh, Andy Reid, John Harbaugh. So, yeah, people think very highly of Sean McVay. We'll talk more about that later. Let's now get ready for tonight's Dodger game. The home of the Dodgers. 
with an inside look at the Dodgers. This is the Vasse Report with David Vasse, brought to you by Navian Tankless Water Heaters. All right, joining us is the man himself, David Vasse. Dave, good afternoon to you. Hey, happy Monday, Fred. Happy Monday. I'm here where really, in any other circumstance, this would be the big event of the night. You have a local team in the playoffs. But I think back in Los Angeles, the big event of the night is the Dodgers and Giants. You think I'm right? Uh, yeah, Fred. I, I would uh, tend to agree with you. Everybody's very up for this series. And I know fans have been circling these two games for the last week. So it should be a great atmosphere at Dodger Stadium, as it always is, when the Giants, the Dodgers' real rival, comes to town. When's the last time a Dodger-Giants series met as much? Well, that's a great question, Fred. Uh, you know, the Giants haven't been this good since, what, 2015, if memory serves me right. I mean, the Dodgers uh, beat them for the division back in uh, 2013. Um, you know, the Giants did win three World Series championships twice as the wild card team coming out of uh, the National League in 2014. So, yeah, I would say around 2014, 2015 was the last time these games meant as much, and it's going to be fun with Trevor Bauer on the mound at Dodger Stadium. If you remember his start in San Francisco, he really played the heel against those Giants fans, so it should be a great night, and Trevor definitely is up for this game tonight. See, I'm thinking the Giants really are fool's gold. Uh, they've had a great start. You can't deny that, and you've got to give Farhan credit. He's put together a nice ball club. I think they're fool's gold, Dave. I don't think they can go to the distance. So what do you mean by fool's gold, Fred? Not a playoff team or not a division winner? They're not a division winner. I don't know if they're a playoff team. I mean, it's a long year. I, I don't know if they're a playoff team. they got old guys that are you know, kind of creaky. And uh, you know, the, eventually somebody's going to get hurt. So I don't know. I, I know no, they're not a division winner. Has. Two guys have gotten hurt, Evan Longoria and Brandon Bell. Evan Longoria was a big piece against left-handed pitching. The Giants, like the Dodgers, struggle against left-handed pitching. But, Fred, talking to players that have played against the Giants and scouts that have watched the Giants, they don't believe they're going to fade. They do believe they're going oh, to they, be a wild card. Oh, they think they're going to hang in. Oh, wow. Yeah, they do, they do believe they're going to be one of the wild card teams in the National League. Not the division winner. They believe the Dodgers are going to do that again. But uh, they do believe they are not going to remain this hot and will come back down to earth but still be a playoff team. And part of that is because look around the National League. There really isn't that many great teams outside the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Padres. So just for that mere fact, um, you look at the Nationals in the NL East, they're five games back and under 500 in second place. So you have to take all of that into account. But, yeah, everybody agrees with you that the Giants will not win this division but certainly will be a, a wild-card team. Uh, is Gabe Kapler a good manager? Um, not if you ask anybody in Philly, Fred. I don't think they That's think for he's sure. a good manager. Yeah. Um, he's been able to execute the plan that Farhan has put in place for him, and I guess he's been able to commu communicate that well enough with his players. Um, so I think that he was the guy that Farhan really wanted to manage the Dodgers. Uh, Dave Roberts surprised everybody and blew ownership away with his interview. And I know the players wanted Dave Roberts over Gabe Kapler. But these Giants players, I don't think they fully bought in last year, but I feel like 
the tide has turned for Farhan and Kapler, where they're getting these veterans that were there before to start to buy into what their philosophy is. Has the tide turned for Cody Bellinger? He had the walk-off Saturday, had a home run yesterday. Dave Roberts said Saturday he hadn't seen him smile that much since they won the World Series. You think he's feeling it now? Do you think he's okay? Do you think he's back? Well, Fred, I spoke to Cody just as after he crossed home plate on the field with our post-game interview, and he said he's back after that. And he certainly looked back last night when he hit that two-run home run with two out. So that's a, that's a confidence builder. I'm, you know, he's human. I'm sure his confidence was a little bit in question considering how things had gone for him last year and with the injuries uh, coming into this season. I'm sure there was a little question mark uh, as far as his confidence goes. And that home run that he hit on Saturday, I'm sure, boosted his confidence, and he carried it over yesterday. So, yeah, he said that uh, that home run made him feel like he's back part of the team. You know, you mentioned Trevor Bauer uh, a couple of minutes ago. I was just sitting here thinking, given uh, the umpire's checking now, and given, I mean, he, he should be, he should have a better record than he does. He didn't get some run support in some games. But uh, are these really important games now for Trevor Bauer, given that they're checking, he can't use that stuff anymore? Do you think in the back of his mind he says to himself, i, I got to show people I'm good without that stuff? Yeah, I bet he, he does have a part of him that feels that way. One thing that his teammates and coaches have told me about him is he's very competitive, super competitive. So you have to believe that's part of the equation but he has shown in the last three starts that he's still a good pitcher without it. Ever since they started to put pitchers on notice, he has not been using it. And I will tell you this, Fred, that Trevor Bauer had a little show uh, planned for the game in San Diego the first time he was going to be checked, but he gave up back-to-back home runs with two outs and never was, ready, uh, was able to put on that show. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see a little uh, entertainment from Bauer tonight because he still has it. Oh, my God. What kind of show, Dave? What's he going to do? I had a teammate tell me before the game in San Diego, just watch. So we'll keep watching. That's all you're going to tell us? Just watch? Keep yeah. watching? Yeah. Keep watching, Fred. That's what I was told. What's he going to do? Pull off his pants? Come on, Fred. He's got a lot more class than Sergio Romo. <laughs> all right dave well thanks for coming on as always uh just really good insight today dave and i'm not saying it's unusual but it's appreciated yeah well i uh i tried to push through without rodney here today fred it was really awkward just speaking to you but we found a way to get through it so we should just leave it there we will dave thanks for coming on thanks <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's ready for a little uh, Know Your Squad? 866-987-2570, here's the deal. Oh, and we're going to have a special contestant playing against you today. So Ronnie's in. You call. First caller, Kevin will pick you up, put you on the air. You're in. And a special guest will be joining the show to play against you. Feargas.com. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah! Afternoon Delight. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Today's afternoon delight. Don't do drugs. By Doja Cat. 
25-year-old Tarzana native released this track along with 13 others on her new album entitled Planet Her, which was released over the weekend. The album features artists like J.I.D., Young Thug, The Weeknd, and Ariana Grande, who appears on the track. This is her third studio album and her first since her Hot Pink project in 2019. Again, today's Afternoon Delight. Don't do drugs. My Doja Cat. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Know your squad. Make sure you tune in to the Extra Innings Podcast, hosted by David Basset, available on iHeartRadio's app and presented by Corona Extra. Corona Extra is celebrating the return of Major League Baseball with exclusive interviews and insider around the boys in blue. Find the fine life. Please drink responsibly. Okay, Nate Monrovia, are you there? Yes, sir. All right. How's it going? It's, it's going well, Nate. Thanks for asking. Ronnie, are you ready? Happy Monday, Fred. I'm always ready. Let's go. And is the special guest ready to compete? Oh, come on, Fred. You know I'm always ready to compete. I'm, I, I call Delta Airlines, I call them the won't. The worst airline of all time, Fred. Stop it! <laughs> well, that's actually Jonas Knox. He will be competing and joining the show. Hi. Hello, Jonas. What's up, Fred? <laughs> we doing this? We doing this or what, Fred? We gonna get wild again? We gonna get? Oh, we're gonna trouble? get wild. Yeah. There were there were some concerns after Friday's Rogan Zeros. Yeah, listen, uh, you know, not not the smoothest segment in the world, although I do think it's, uh, you know, it was more appropriate on the air than your uh, story about the theater. Uh, I will say that. Uh, you're uh, you're uh, showing at the theater. You know, I just, but, uh, yeah, you know, that old thing. What, the porn movie? Yeah. 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 And we'll just go ahead and leave it at that. You know, we, we yeah. have uh, we have uh, reached our max on dumps uh, this month on AM570 LA Sports, and so uh, we're just going to go ahead and leave it at that. For you know what's funny about that, Jonas? I've done this a long time. Twice. In all of the years I've done this, I was dumped, both here at KLAC. Uh, some years ago, I said something I should not have said, and it was gone. And everybody went, what did you say? I didn't realize what I had said on Friday was that bad. I was told after the show, you even questioned my decision to say that? Yeah. Uh, but it was dumped. Yeah. I mean, listen... Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if if it's my fault. Uh, Mike Harmon, uh, you know Mike Harmon, Fox Sports I do know Radio Mike. host. He's done work he always wears that hat. LA Sports. Yeah, he told me yeah. one time, and this is one of the great compliments I've ever gotten. He's all, you have this unique ability to get the absolute worst out of everybody. And I oh, thought, good. you know what? That's great. So look at one of the two times in your Hall of Fame career you've been dumped, and I was yeah. on the air for one of them, Fred. That's an honor, to be honest with you. It's an honor that you were here for it. <laughs> Nate, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here's the deal. It's Know Your Squad. I'll give you five choices. If you answer before I give you all five choices, you're going to be locked out. So hang tight. And by the way, the squad today, in honor of the Clippers playing tonight, is the Clippers. All right, here we go. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are the Clippers' leading scorers so far in the postseason. Who is their third leading scorer in the playoffs? Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, or Joanna Mann? Terrence Mann. Reggie Terrence Jackson. Mann. No, senor. No good. Nicholas Batum. It is no, no good. Marcus Morris. How no. About God. Bo Kimball. No Bo Kimball. Bo Kimball, not a choice. How about Mr. October? Reggie Jackson. I said Reggie Jackson. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. 
pull the Kevin. tape. I said Reggie Jackson. I thought he did said he say it. That's why I didn't say it. What did he say it? Nate, did he say it? Yeah, I thought he did. That's what made me not say it once again. Hey, you know what though? Here's the thing. Don't all right, we're give gonna give the, it to you. Fred, no, no, no. Don't give me the point because I'm not LeBron James. I'm not looking for excuses here. All right, don't give me the point. God, how low is that? Yeah. Wow. Wow. No, we'll give it to you because Nate confirmed it. I can't believe I didn't hear you say it. That's all right. That's all right. All right. Well, you got the point anyway. Sorry, Ronnie. That's okay, Fred. All right. You Which of these men? Like usual. That's right. I was paying attention. I just didn't hear him say it. All right. Let me turn this up. I don't know why you have to be this way. Okay. Which of these men holds the franchise record for most assists in a single season with 914? Chris Paul, Mark Jackson, Norm Nixon, Pooh Richardson, or Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> Norm Nixon. Mark Jackson. Norm Nixon. Norm Nixon. No, Ronnie already said it, Jonas. Oh, sorry, Fred. Radio delay. You know how it is, man. By the time stuff reaches the air, it's like in 30 to 45 seconds. It's crazy. You know? Yeah, there is no delay for you. Yeah, thank you. All right. The Clippers beat the Grizzlies in seven games in their first round series in 2012. Chris Paul was the team's leading scorer in game seven with 19 points. Which of these men was their second leading scorer with 13 points? Nick Young, Kenyon Martin, Blake Griffin, Mo Williams, or Mo Green? Blake Griffin. Mo Williams. Mo Williams. It is no good. Nick Young. Kenyon Martin. Nick Young is right. Nate, Nick Young. You got a complaint about that right. one now, Jonas? Well, no, I just, you know, a little, little surprising. You know, I don't, when, when I think Nick Young, I think, uh, you know, uh, him getting uh, thrown into the bus by uh, DeAndre, uh, is, was it, uh, oh gosh, D'Angelo Same Russell. Here. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell. You know, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, when he was, you know, admitted to fooling around on her and D'Angelo Russell thought that would be a good thing to post on his snap face or whatever they call it. Yeah. That's, so when I think of Nick Young, I think of that. I think it's a tragedy, to be honest. Also, that's yeah, when Nick Young is that's when Nick Young is good because uh, he was dating Iggy Azalea. Yeah. And then uh, that was ruined by D'Angelo Russell. That was all ruined. Didn't she just get married? Who cares? I, I, I okay. have no idea. I don't either. All right. I just made that up. I agree. Uh, Paul, thank you, Nate. G- glad you waited on that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate just jumps in. I agree. Okay, Nate, good. Uh Paul George led the Clippers with 10 assists in their Game 7 win over Dallas earlier this month. Who was second on the team in assists in that game with nine? Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson, Kawhi Leonard, Luke Kennard, or Luke Skywalker? Kawhi Leonard. Luke Kennard. Correct, Ronnie. You got a complaint about that one, Jonas? Well, no, I mean, I, I, I said Kawhi Leonard, but you're clearly not paying attention to me. So. First of all, you did not say Kawhi Leonard. Ronnie said it immediately. I almost said Luke Skywalker. Yeah. That would have been a good try. <laughs> yeah. And and had you banned from the game. You would have been wrong. We immediately would have banned you if you'd said Luke Skywalker. So, just instituted hey, that rule now. Hey, you remember uh, Ken, Kenny Skywalker of the Knicks? Remember he won the slam dunk contest back in the day? Was it? What, that was his name, Kenny Skywalker. Because it was Kenny was Walker. But oh, Kenny Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. Not Kenny Skywalker. Yeah, Fred. What's the difference? Skywalker, Skywalker. Say it. No, that would be like... Johnny Running Bear. What? You know, his name would be John Bear. What are you talking about, Fred? <laughs> what, what are you, like, reading off the credits on Dances with Wolves? It's too hot over there in Phoenix. It's what getting to Fred's brain. He's literally reading the credits off to Dances with Wolves. Like, what are, <laughs> Fred, what are you talking about here? <laughs> See, Nate thought it was funny. 
See, now I want Nate to contribute. Johnny Nate thought Running it was good. Bear? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's dear. your go-to. I'm little kicking bird. Yeah, by the way, most people have John Smith or John Doe. Fred's got Johnny Running Bear. What the hell well, happened to you at Scott's day? <laughs> oh, well, the guy walked by again last <laughs> night. Of course he did. I don't even want to say, and I'm not, but I do want to say... There's an interesting convention in town, but I'm not going to say it. Okay. A very interesting convention. A, uh, a quote-unquote prop convention? No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. No. I'm just saying. Yeah. Weird things happen when I'm here. Huh. Strange what, things. What convention could that be? Oh, you can't guess it. All right. So I shouldn't have brought it up. Who holds the team record for most games played in a Clippers-Braves uniform with 750? Loy Vaught, DeAndre Jordan, Eric Piatkowski, Randy Smith, or Randy Jackson? Loy Vaught. Loy Vaught. No good! Randy Smith. How about new? Randy Jackson? It is no good. Randy Jackson. Piatkowski. Who? Nate? Piatkowski. How about new? Chris Kamen? No He's not on the list. Keith Kloss? He's not on the list. Michael Kamen. What was the first name again? I'm not doing that. Michael Olo Candy. How about no, you? I'm not giving you the name because that'll be the answer. But I'll say yeah, that. I know. Well, I know, but then everybody will <laughs> the know it. One. Nate? The I just can't give you. I'll take the first name, you said. Lloyd Vaught. No good. I, I'm giving it to <laughs> Nate, Kevin. I'm not answering. There is one left. Can you read the uh, list again? No, I will not read the list again. Okay. This one is still playing and has the same first name as a member of the Phoenix Suns. Blake Griffin? It is no Bla- good. Who, who has the first I, name of I Blake? I don't know, Fred. I'm just trying to take a shot here. Jesus. And plays Chris the Ball? same. DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan is correct. DeAndre. What? That was nice. Damn right. That was a trick question, Fred. Not only was it not a trick question, after the hint, it was easy. <laughs> but here's where we're at. Final question. Ronnie has two. Jonas has two. Nate has one. It is anybody's game. All right. Nate, you can tie, make it a three-way tie. If Ronnie or Lovely. Jonas get it, they win. So this is going to be tough. The Clippers made their first playoff appearance in Los Angeles after the 91-92 season. Dave Weiss. You're eliminated. No You're what locked do you, what out. What do you mean? Come You're on. locked out. Oh, Jonas. You that cannot a, win. You are locked you are out. Locked out. That wasn't a legitimate guess. Did I give all the choices? I'm quick on the draw, Fred. All right. Did did you? Are you going to attack Doc Holliday for winning all those shootouts and battles back in the day? I mean, is he just going to get crushed for having a faster draw than everybody else? But apparently, I'm eliminated because I have a faster draw than everybody else. And there's a joke there. Don't make it, Fred. Okay. Now, at the beginning of the game, I do say, if you answer before all five choices are given, you are locked out. Kevin, is that not the rule? That is the rule. Right. You're locked out. You're out. Cool. You can't win now. Yeah. I don't want to play right. anymore, Fred. Well, don't worry about it. You're not. You're out. Sit here and make comments. Oh, good. I'll read the question again for Nate and Ronnie. The Clippers made their first playoff appearance in Los Angeles after the 91-92 season. Danny Manning was their leading scorer that season. Who was their second leading scorer that year? Charles Smith, Ken Norman, 
Doc Rivers, Ron Harper, or Ron Isley? Ron Harper. Ron Doc Harper's Rivers. right. Ronnie wins. Ronnie wins. Good job, Ronnie. Boy, that was impressive, Ronnie. Thank you, Fred. Was, was. was that just a guess, or did you know? Um, I kind of knew, yeah. Well, he's a Ron. I mean, come on, what do you expect? Yeah, Ron Harper. It was kind of grooved for him. That Ron Harper question. was good with everybody that he played with. Bulls, That's Lakers, fair. Clippers. That's fair. All right. That is, I know it is. That is fair. All right, Nate, well, thanks fair, for Fred. playing. Nate, you got one. Good job. Okay. You're on the board today. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Guys, have a good one. You too, Nate.